A text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading from Luke chapter 16, and especially uh, these verses. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of the world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth. So when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. You're invited to be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Usually when you hear the word shrewd that appears in our text for today, it's almost always in our world followed by a phrase like businessman. Generally, when you hear the term used, it's used in a rather complimentary way. Businessmen are supposed to be shrewd. It simply means that they use what they have in their minds in order to make wise decisions. Well, Now, of course, if you got into the details of what is called shrewd in the business world, occasionally you might wonder if other words would be more appropriate, like dishonest or lacking integrity, but not always. Sometimes when you get into the details, you just find someone who did act in a rather ingenious way that surpassed the normal level of dealings. Either way, whatever happened really, the term used is often shrewd. And as we said, in this world, the term shrewd is usually given as a compliment. And so in one way, we shouldn't be surprised when Jesus seems to urge on his children, whom he calls the sons of light, to be shrewd, to be shrewd like that manager in the parable. In fact, we hear Christ mourning that the sons of the world often are much more shrewd than the sons of light. I must admit that interpretation of this particular parable throughout the years has been sort of all over the place. It's sort of a hard one to deal with if you get confused by all the details. For we have this manager, whom even the text calls the unrighteous manager, and yet at the end he seems to be commended for everything that he has done. And so that has led people to sort of take two different approaches. Some suggest that the same or that this manager in the story indeed is doing everything in an underhanded way. First, he's wasting his Lord's possessions being a poor manager. And then when he gets caught and realizes that he'll be fired, he uses some more of those possessions in order to gain favor with those who might perhaps give him a job after he is fired. Now that all kind of goes along with what's said in the text, but it does leave that problem then of why Christ would sort of hold up this manager as an example to follow. And so others have went the other way. They've tried to figure out a way that perhaps this manager wasn't really all that dishonest at all. They say, well, what he really did was simply to remove either the interest off the debt, which Jews weren't really supposed to charge interest anyways, or perhaps he removed just his commission, not costing his Lord even a penny. And that's why the Lord seems so happy with what he has done. But that doesn't really take into account the fact that the text still calls him an unrighteous manager. 
What I would argue today, though, is that it really doesn't matter. Whether what he did was upright or whether what he did was quite evil. And why can we say that it doesn't matter? Well, because nowhere does Jesus encourage his believers to follow and model this man's integrity. He calls them to model his shrewdness. So whether he did everything in an upright way or not, we can still say that we should be shrewd with what we have. And that is what Jesus calls us to. And I think it's probably rather obvious that the Lord Christ would not call his people to go about things in a dishonest way. But what might not be so obvious is that the Lord, in calling us to be righteous, is not refrain, telling us to refrain from being shrewd. You can be both righteous and shrewd. In fact, the text suggests that the sons of light are in the best position possible to do just that, to be righteous and shrewd in regards to the physical blessings they have received. And yet, they're not always. We are not always. The details of what that manager did in the parable, I think are mostly there just to remind us of all the levels that he went to in order to be shrewd. They're there to remind us of how good the sons of the world are at taking what they have and using it in order to accomplish the goals that they have. And that's what Jesus is really calling us to emulate. He wants us to take that which he's given us, our physical, monetary blessings, and then use those to achieve the goals that he has given to us as his sons and daughters. And yes, he says this really should be quite easy for us who believe in him. It should be easy for us as the sons and daughters of light to use the blessings we have freely and generously. For while many businessmen who are called shrewd end up being lovers of money, God says that it should not be so for his children. He says our love for him should far surpass our love for money and physical blessings. And if it really does, well then using some of that physical blessings or our money to help accomplish the things which God wants done in this world, well that should be a no-brainer for us. We should just be ready and willing to dispense it freely when there's a, a chance to accomplish eternal good. I think that's part of why in the New Testament we never get a specific amount that each person is to give back to the work of God in his kingdom. Unlike the Old Testament, where the people were required to give a tenth of everything. You see, Christ expects that giving in the new covenant will simply overflow in our lives, as we recognize how much we have been given in Christ Jesus. He expects that as we grow in godly wisdom, our attachment to the things of this world will become less and less. Put shortly, we'll love God more and more, and we'll love money less and less. We will set our mind on things above. And as we do so, then those things below will become much less precious to us. We're told in the book of Hebrews, as it's recounting some of the greats of the faith, 
that those earliest people of faith in the Bible made clear that their ultimate hope was not to gain something in this world, but that they were looking for a better world, a heavenly dwelling. And if we too are truly seeking a home that is better than this one, as people like Abraham and Sarah did, well then we won't be so concerned with a physical presence here on earth. Once we realize that all this stuff that we often love is truly fading away anyways, well then it should become much easier for us to give it away or to use it when there is opportunity to do so. Yes, we must come to know again today that after all, none of this stuff we have is ours alone anyways. No, in fact, all of it is God's. He's simply loaning it out to us. We're the managers of his wealth in this time. And that's true even if we've literally printed out a label and put our name on something and put it on that piece of property. Or if we've put it in a bank account that we've made sure no one else can get access to but us. It still remains the Lord's. And if it is the Lord's, well then we should manage it the way our Lord would manage all of his gifts. And we know that the Lord is generous with his gifts. He loves to dispense them to those who have need. Jesus says then that we are to be shrewd with our money. In fact, he says that we are to use our money to make friends. It almost seems like an odd thing for Jesus to say. But what he's saying is that we should use our material blessings to form relationships with others in the hopes that one day we will be in heaven together. No, we're not to just take God's wealth and cast it around carelessly. That wouldn't be shrewd either. But I've got to figure for most of us, that's not the real temptation anyways. We tend to cling our cash a little longer maybe than we should. But instead, we are to seek to be people who think about how is it that we can use the things that we have been given in order to place the truth of Jesus, his death, his resurrection, before more and more people, in order that they might believe and be welcomed into eternal blessings themselves. Yes, the true reason that we often are not shrewd as we should be, or that we're not generous with what we have been given, is that we really are still quite attached to our stuff. We like to think that it is ours, and ours alone. We forget that it is all God's. And when we do this, then our wealth tends to stay in our pockets rather than in the plate. It tends to go for investing in our earthly homes instead of investing in heavenly homes. It tends to sit in our accounts rather than being put to action in the world. But here Jesus is quite clear and simple with his rebuke. He simply says, you cannot love both God and money. Let us confess to God that we often are tempted to love money. It's pretty easy to love. Let us confess that the way that we can go about life sometimes gives evidence that we have forgotten whose all of this stuff really is. And let us confess that at times we have failed to use what God has given to us in ways that can yield eternal consequences. For we confess all of this 
to a wonderful, good, and gracious God. We confess it to one who is much better than that steward or manager in our text. For he not only forgives part of our debt, but forgives the whole thing. And quite frankly, not only does he remove our debt, but then he fills up our coffers, so to speak, with every bit of riches that Christ died and rose to give to us. Yes, the ultimate act of shrewdness ever was when God took what he had, his only begotten son, and used him in order to accomplish the things that he desired. And what did he desire? The salvation of all, you included. And that's exactly what he got. You were the beneficiary of God's stewardship, of his shrewd stewardship, this day and every day. He gives you in your life everything you need for your body. He also gives you in your life everything you need for your soul. And because he is so good to you and so generous, we need not worry about whether there will be enough down the line. We are freed to no longer hold on to our money as if it were our life. We're free to use it, to make friends, to do other things that might bring us and them together one more time at the end of the world. Many times we hear that word shrewd used with businessmen. Wouldn't it be awesome if instead people started using that term with the phrase churchman or churchwoman? God has set us free to be shrewd with everything that he has given to us, to be as generous <coughs> to others as he is to us. May we go forth and do so. Amen.